Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Now, wait just a cotton-picking minute. They didn't just say what I think they did, did they? Thread on an iPhone? What are they going to do with it? Oh, we got to talk about that. Let's get into it. internet my name is dustin and this is the my home kit home podcast and here we look at the smart home with an apple home and accessibility focus so if you haven't heard already apple held their annual iphone event earlier this week where they announced a couple of new apple watches and the new iphones while there was a huge focus on apple's environmental impact and this was pretty impressive with tim and lisa flexing their acting chops during a pretty long skit right in the middle of the event we're more concerned about the smart home and accessibility so we'll start off with that and i've invited a very special guest to discuss Thread's potential on iPhone. And then we'll cover some other Apple Home and Smart Home news that's been floating around. It's going to be a good one, so settle in. And if you like today's episode, consider leaving us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app. It's much appreciated. It's usually pretty safe to assume that we won't hear much about Apple Home during the iPhone event, and I was happy to see the little Smart Home nod during the presentation of the offline Siri request processing for Apple Watch, but Smart Home enthusiasts got a rather unexpected announcement, and unfortunately, it wasn't the HomePod Touch. If you blinked, you missed it, but it does appear that Thread is coming to the iPhone, at least on the Pro models. Now, we don't know a lot about how this is going to be used, but I invited fellow content creator and developer Eric Wielander to have a chat about it. Eric, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Dustin. Yeah, so we're getting Thread on the new iPhone. Well, let me restate that. We're getting Thread on the new iPhone 15 Pros. Yeah, I first saw that announcement from Apple and I was kind of like, what? Why are we getting Thread on an iPhone? And then I finished work and left to pick my son up from school and I was thinking about it in the car and just started to realize some of the ideas of it could be really nice for controlling your smart home from your phone. I don't know about you, but I find a lot of times when home kits going sideways on me for some reason and, you know, the HomePod mini's not responding to my request, just pulling out my iPhone and asking my iPhone to do the same thing usually works. You know, it, it, it can be sometimes faster, but then I think having a thread radio in the phone is just going to make that process even faster and especially help things like a new user setting up their phone for the first time or it'll especially help like a new user setting up their smart home for the first time where they can set up a smart plug and have their phone talk directly to it. I don't really see it being a border router. That's something that I didn't really get into in my video. You know, a border router and thread is where it sort of bridges both the thread network to the rest of your home network. And I think that that's uh, probably going to be a, a tricky thing. I, I don't know how much thread is set up for border routers to be moving around all the time like a phone is. Um so it'll be interesting to see what Apple actually does with this, but I think the concepts of making it like a thread button in your iPhone in your pocket is uh, a great step forward for Pro phones. And while it's only on the expensive Pro models this year, there's a lot of cases where uh, Apple will add technology to the Pro phone and then bring it to more phones later on. So. I think even just with the pro iPhones, this is going to be probably one of the most popular or most commonly shipped 
thread products ever. And then, you know, adding it to other iPhones, hopefully over time, is just going to grow the amount of thread devices out there, which is, I think, good for the technology and and good for us as Apple smart home users because it it helps uh, get an edge on um, some functionality. And that's the real benefit I always see of going with Apple HomeKit, of course, is that it ties so well into the iPhone and the rest of your Apple products. Yeah, that was, you know, one of the things that, it, that came across my mind when I saw that it was only available on the Pro models was that it, it's kind of reminiscent about kind of reminiscent of what they just did with the Apple TVs, putting thread just on the, the higher end version of the Apple TV. Um, so, you know. I immediately went out and bought the, the, the previous generation that had Thread on board. Uh, was it 2021, 2022? I don't remember. Uh, but it had Thread on you know, just the, the standard model, and, and I think I'll be good with that for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and when I, you know, thinking about Thread on an iPhone, like that was my big question is what role is an iPhone going to play in a Thread network? And, you know, like you said, I don't really see border router functionality, you know, being integrated into an iPhone in any sort of way. I also kind of don't see it being integrated as a router because routers typically require a lot of energy. And so that's why we see them being the ones that are that are wired in or, or you know, mains powered. Yes. Um, so, you know, I was kind of looking at the iPhone kind of more as like an EndNote device. Um, maybe there's some way that the iPhone is is going to over-thread, send information, or act as some sort of sensor for Apple Home sometime in the future. Yeah, I think that's especially true if you kind of take the term sensor more loosely and just think about it sure. determining whether you're home or away. It seems like Apple uses all kinds of different inputs to figure out are you home or away to manage those automations, but you could imagine Thread connecting straight into the Thread network of your smart home being another way that your phone could trigger your smart home to be like, hey, Dustin's home, turn on the lights or whatever you have set up for automations. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was also kind of what I was thinking about, okay, what role is it going to play is like, well, maybe the thread group has been working on something that we just don't know about, right? That, you yeah. know, that they've been, you know, in the shadows, just working on some sort of you know integration. What's your take on the, the action button and how we can maybe use it in the smart home? Yeah, I'm very excited about having an action button. I think that it's, you know, as I was getting at earlier, I think it's a thread button in your pocket in a lot of ways. Now, again, Apple has promised that they're going to do something with this thread radio in the phone, but they haven't exactly said specific features. So we're just speculating right now of what they might do with it. But I think, you know, the action button, it's very clear that Apple will allow you to run anything in the Shortcuts app. And from what I understand as well, you can assign that button to run a basically a shortcut or a intent that an app supplies to the system. So hopefully that means that even let's say the controlling your home shortcut action inside of shortcuts, if that could run just basically going straight to the home process and not involving shortcuts at all, it's another part inside of the pro phone that would just make it even faster. But I think, um, 
you know, it, there, there's a lot of practical use cases there of just using that uh, action button for turning on a flashlight or launching the camera. But I think that the shortcuts and then tying it into something in your home is going to be really powerful. It's an interesting idea. And, and I kind of like where they're going. We're seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of crossover between the smart home and, 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 and just the phone we have in our pocket, which I think is, is, is a really good sign for, for Apple home enthusiasts and smart home enthusiasts in general, because we're starting to actually get an iPhone that, you know, it's really starting to participate in the home as opposed to just controlling it from an app, you know, and, and I think that's a definitely a step in the right direction, especially with, with standby mode. And then, you know, with this supposed forthcoming, you know, HomePod touch, um, you know, it'll, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I, I think it's a, uh, we're definitely in the right direction. Oh yes, for sure. I think Apple has so many different areas they work on at any given time. They're such a massive company and I'm always looking for signs that they are continuing to prioritize their home platform and smart home tech in general. And I think it's great to see Apple put something like a thread radio into their biggest product, the iPhone. Now, albeit it's only on the the pro phones right now. It's not on the 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 all the other iPhone models, but I think it's a really good sign of, of across many signs. Apple has clearly shown in recent years that they really care about smart home tech, but I think this is just yet another sign of Apple taking smart home tech seriously. For sure. Well, Eric, I appreciate you coming on and, and sitting down to, to chat about Apple Home and the, the uh, iPhone event. And, um, you know, I'll leave links to all of, of your social media and your YouTube channel down in the show notes. And, and again, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Dustin, for having me. It was great to talk. Now, I did have to edit out a lot of Eric and I's conversation for continuity's sake, but if you're interested, I'll be posting an uncut version of our conversation in the coming days, so be on the lookout for that one. Apple also announced another new feature for the iPhone 15 Pro models that'll be big for both the smart home and accessibility. Replacing the mute switch, the new action button can be programmed to do all sorts of things, including running shortcuts and be mapped for various accessibility features in iOS, similar to the triple click button that iOS accessibility users are no doubt familiar with. While unfortunately it does look like we'll only be able to program one action, at least at launch anyway, since it is software controlled, we could potentially see an update that could bring multiple actions to the action button, functioning more like a HomeKit button with things like single press, double press, and press and hold. The biggest downside to it, though, is that it's only available on the iPhone Pro models, just like the Thread Radio. I'm still undecided as to whether or not I'm actually going to upgrade. I'm not usually the kind of guy that runs out and gets the latest and greatest Apple devices, but the iPhone 15's got a lot going for it. Stepping backward a little bit, there were a couple of announcements that I found pretty interesting from an accessibility standpoint with the new Apple Watches. First of which is Double Tap, which essentially allows you to tap your thumb and index finger together to perform different actions depending on what it is you're doing in watchOS. For example, answering or ending a phone call, or pausing or resuming music playback. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because it's essentially assistive touch, which we've had for a while now, just brought to the forefront. 
This is yet another example of the benefits of building in accessibility from the get-go and it benefiting all users. The interesting thing is that it looks like Double Tap is only available for Apple Watches running the S9 SIP, which is the Series 9 and the Ultra 2, yet I can run Assistive Touch from my OG Apple Watch SE. We'll have to wait until they release WatchOS 10 to see what's up and if Double Tap is any different from Assistive Touch. Lastly, both the new Apple Watches and the iPhone 15 lineup will be getting the updated second generation ultra wideband chip. This will not only allow for enhanced iPhone pinging and locating on Apple Watch similar to what we can do with AirTags, but on iPhone 15 this functionality is also coming to find my friends which as a blind dude should be amazingly helpful when trying to locate people in large or crowded areas. However, I don't think I'm the only one who is still waiting for ultra-wideband integration for Apple Home other than handoff for HomePod which for me still doesn't work all that reliably. Okay, before we look at some other Apple Home and Smart Home specific news, let's take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Exter. Now, if you've been keeping up with us lately, you've likely heard about just how awesome Exter smart wallets are, and I never leave home without my Exter AirTag wallet, but they recently released an all-new product that I think you're gonna love. Their new grid backpack is a tech lover's dream. This 21-liter backpack opens 180 degrees for quick and easy access to what you need when you need it. The grid backpack also features an air mesh ventilated back panel and has a 600D water resistant body with waterproof zippers all made from recycled PET bottles. Inside you'll find a suspended laptop compartment that can securely store your 16 inch MacBook Pro, but it's also got dedicated compartments for tablets and documents, Bluetooth trackers, keys, sunglasses, and more, including a cozy little spot for Exter's all new laptop power bank. This fast charging 26,800 milliamp power bank has two USB-C ports and a USB-A port to keep all of your devices juiced up while you're on the move. The extra grid backpack and laptop power bank are also both TSA approved and flight safe. Best of all though, you can get one now for 20% off exclusively as a My Home Kit Home podcast listener by using promo code MyHomeKitHome20 at checkout or by going to shop.exter.com slash MyHomeKitHome20. That's shop.exter.com slash MyHomeKitHome20 to save 20% off of your new favorite tech bag. Okay, so now turning our attention to some non-Apple Apple Home news. Flick popped onto the scene a few years back with their tiny little Bluetooth buttons that have integrations with a ton of different services, not just smart home services, and they quickly became a popular choice for physical smart home control. Now, after lots of patient waiting, their highly anticipated Flick Twist is ready for the masses. Or is it? As you probably guessed from the name, the Flick Twist is a smart rotary dial with some awesome potential for the smart home. You can, of course, dim and brighten your Philips Hue or NanoLeaf lights, increase or decrease the volume of your Sonos speakers, or get just the right amount of light coming in through your IKEA blinds, but it can do much more, at least in theory. In addition to being able to rotate the flick twist clockwise and counterclockwise to control your smart home, it also has single and double press as well as a press and twist action that you can assign tasks to that go beyond the smart home. I've been playing with one for about a week now and it definitely seems like a well-built device. The button is fairly clicky and the dial is smooth, but you can still feel and hear the 11 different selections as you rotate it. It uses two AAA batteries so you should get some decent battery life out of it, but it does stray a bit from the compact design Flick has come to be known for. I'm still testing this device and will reserve my final thoughts for the full review once I've had a chance to really put the Flick twist through its paces, but I've got a couple of hot takes. First, it's important to note that rotary dials are not currently supported in HomeKit. 
In fact, the Flick Twist does not currently support Apple Home at all. I'm told they're working on it, but we still don't have a timeline for when we'll see this integration. Although right now rotary dials aren't a thing in HomeKit, Flick could go crazy and expose the 11 different selections of the twist and press and twist actions, as well as the single and double press actions, potentially giving us a smart home controller with 24 programmable buttons, but we still don't know how they're planning on integrating the Flick Twist into Apple Home. Now, once the Flick Twist is exposed to Apple Home, it'll unleash a ton of possibilities. But for now, the number of integrations available through the Flick app are pretty limited. You can connect your Philips Hue, Nanoleaf, and LifeX lights, as well as Sonos and Ikea products, but that's really about it. Now, I know we've been waiting on the Flick Twist for quite a while now, but it still seems half-baked and not quite ready for prime time. Like I said, my full review is forthcoming, but if you can't wait, you can reserve yours now using the links in the show notes. Speaking of smart rotary dials, Taiwan-based Turnsey, also known as Xiaoyan, is seemingly filing for bankruptcy. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dustin, who the hell is Turnsey? And I can't really blame you for asking this question. Turnsey had been around for a long time, being one of the first manufacturers to bring HomeKit devices to the Chinese market. And although a lot of their devices were and still are available internationally, including the United States, they never really took off in the West. This is a real shame because Turnsey had such a unique approach to their smart home devices, like their motion sensor button that had two independently controllable motion sensors while also being a multi-action programmable switch, and their smart dial which is very similar to the Flick Twist with just about as many integrations. Now, one of the best things about Apple Home is that it is local, quote-unquote. This means that typically speaking, you don't have to worry about a company going out of business and bricking all your devices with a couple of caveats. First, if a smart home vendor goes bust, there's no guarantee for how long security updates will continue to be pushed. Secondly, if that accessory is hub-based and the Turnsey line of products is, the likelihood that you'll be able to add the child devices to that hub and therefore expose them to HomeKit is in danger, since one of the first things to go are the servers that support the software. So if you are using the Turnsey Home Center in Apple Home, you probably won't be affected by this other than possibly not being able to add new devices to your hub. I did check and their app is still up and running, so if you wanted to add new devices to it before a potential blackout, you better do it quick. But I'd recommend shifting away from this system. Moving on to a smart home company that won't be going anywhere anytime soon, Lutron recently released their new Pico Paddle Remote for their beloved line of Caseta smart home devices. Falling in line with the more traditional and simplified aesthetics of the Claro and Diva switches, the new Pico Paddle Remote functions very similarly to their existing Pico Remote with a couple of significant differences. First is its design being a standard paddle style which is very minimalist and matches the Claro and Diva switches perfectly. It can be paired with either of those to create a virtual three-way switch setup without actually having to wire it all up. Once paired, you can use it as a remote control for your lights or your Serena shades with or without the Pico pedestal, or since it fits in a standard North American wall plate, attach it to the wall as if it were hardwired. You can even add it alongside existing switch base simply swapping out the wall plate for one with an extra space. Another notable feature of the Pico Paddle Remote is that although it doesn't have any dimming capabilities per se, when paired with the Diva Dimmer Switch, pressing the on button once will bring the lights to the level of the slider set on the Diva Dimmer Switch, and pressing it again will bring the lights to full brightness. 
I'm actually going to be installing a bunch of Caseta devices at my mom's house in the near future, including the Pico Paddle remote, and making a whole video about it, so definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel if you aren't already. You'll find links down in the show notes. The Pico Paddle Remote is available now and can be purchased by itself or in a kit with the Claro or Diva switches. For more information, you'll find links in the show notes. Well, that about does it for this episode of the My Home Kit Home podcast. It looks like iOS 17 will be released in a couple of days, and since I haven't been running the betas, I'm excited to check out all the new Apple Home features and we'll do a rundown of it, so stay tuned for that one. In the meantime, follow, rate, and review if you like what we do. Check us out on social media and YouTube at My Home Kit Home and the blog over at My Home Kit home.com for more Apple Home content. Thanks for listening to the end and we'll catch you in the next one. Take care.